Hey friends, this is Matt. This is Jeannie. And this is Mutual Victory on a sort of schedule. Yeah, yeah. look at us go. This might actually come out on a Thursday like we used to do. Wow. You know, a little crispness in the air and suddenly... It was 85 today. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Their schedules that fall Christmas. into place. <laughs> it was like 80. It felt a little chilly today okay. for a moment. It's chilly right now. Yeah, it's nighttime. Okay. I have a question. Maybe I have an answer. You definitely have an answer. I don't know what it is going to be, though. When you put something on the stove to boil, like uh-huh. just water, yep. every time the water goes on to boil, either for like pasta or sure. the kettle, mm-hmm. why do you always put it up to like eight instead of all the way to high, which is like a notch and a half further? It always just goes to eight and not just like all the way. I honestly do not pay attention to what I'm doing with the stove knobbies when I turn the stove on. (laughs) Was that the answer you were hoping for? It's a little concerning. Why? I made you a dinner. (laughs) Everything was fine. What if it requires a little bit more attention paid to it than on or off? Hi or hello, you know, like temperature. You're very temperature sensitive, I thought. I am. Uh, when I am initially turning the stove on, <laughs> the default is eight. <laughs> I don't care if I'm cooking eggs. Mostly because I'm not paying attention. So I just turn it and it's like, boop, mm. that's where it goes. Yeah. And then if I have to pay attention to it, well, then an adjustment can be made once the stove, it's an electric stove. Once the stove has heated up, then I can adjust. And with water boiling, literally doesn't matter. There's only so many things that I can use my brain for. Boiling water is not going to be one of them. All right. I yeah. wasn't, I didn't, you don't have to like do any calculations or like any exact I, measurements. Yeah. I was just wondering why I never went all the way to the high. Just, you know, patterns, habits. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. It's not as in any way a thoughtful placement. I know. I know. <laughs> just wondering. Yeah. This literally just happened. And it, it and it always happens. Uh-huh. So that's why I just had to ask. Interesting. Yeah. There's some things that I if re- recording is like in our to do for the day, like if it's something we're gonna do in a day and any sort of question like that. You will not get asked until we're recording. Yeah. Keep it in your pocket. Yeah. If you find yourself late afternoon, early evenings, and you haven't got a lot of, what the hell is this? What do you do? Why do you do this? Uh-huh. Then you're going to get it. It's true. I get a lot of those regularly. Um, they sound exasperated. I mean. But I think they are, I think it's endearment. And I don't want to know if it's not. <laughs> no, it is because it's stuff that doesn't really matter. Right. So that's why I right. le- I tend to lean into exasperation when things don't matter as much. Mm-hmm. If it really kind of bugged me, we'd have to have a sit down. That's a dumb visit. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not one of those. Damn. Not one of those. Are you going to tell everybody what a sit down visit is? Sit down visit means pooping. Means pooping. I love it. 
This is uh, something my father would call pooping. He needed to sit down and visit. <laughs> Which is great because uh, when we were last visiting. I mean, clearly, I'm the firstborn. Right. So, so there there's was, a stand-up visit and a sit-down visit. Right. There were two different types of visits. Child number two uh, only really did sit-down visits, but it didn't occur to her <laughs> <laughs> to not know that that meant pooping. Yeah. It's pretty hilarious. God, what a confusing upbringing. That Good Lord. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any hot takes, any news to share? I don't know. Any rando thoughts that happened between this morning and this evening? My rando thought is the topic of tonight, so. Oh, well, then it's not random. It's right on point. Well, it's rando for people listening. Sure. You're prepared for it. Uh, sort of. Maybe. I guess I'm not, and that's the whole point. Oh, okay. Oh, this is the whole problem. Do you have a hot take? No, I don't. I'm. I got nothing today. No bold <laughs> you declarations. Got nothing. No bold no. declarations. It's only, it's only been like four days. Like, what's today? Monday. Yeah. Did we last record like Wednesday, Thursday? No idea. Yeah. Not a lot of time has passed to slap together a bold declaration. Feels like a lot of time has passed. Yeah. It's been. Do a weird we few do days. a lot of things? My All right. Ast- not now to rope in the astrology that mm-hmm. you have roped me into. Yep. This week's astrology for me mm-hmm. is very good and promising. Ooh. After a month of chaos. What is good and promising about your astrology? Mental uh, Virgo, by the way, for people who... And a Virgo rising. It was good. I think it was good for like work or working on something you're kind of passionate or excited about. Uh-huh. Uh, creative juices are flowing so to speak you know i think that was part of it but more importantly the weekend is a good time to do nothing you were very excited about that part of your astrology quote yes so i i do want to say that this weekend is a good weekend to do nothing for everybody's astrology mm. that's not individual to virgo yeah or virgo for, rising. for a ver if you're a virgo and you get the news that it's a good weekend to do nothing that really means it's a good weekend for no one else to make a plan except you. How does that work in relationship? What? If uh, you're the only one making plans. Well, I mean, you just feel like what it's like to be me then. You know exactly how I feel. <laughs> this is it. Buckle up. I love when I'm not the one making plans. When other people do the plan making. That's why it's essential that we... Bring Jessica on trips with us because she'll do all of the planning. I don't want to do any plans. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need someone to take the reins for us. We do. Uh, yeah. So no plan making for you. Oh, great. You don't do any. I'm going to ride on your coattails all yeah, weekend. I I'm want- going to be like, what are we doing today, honey? What are we doing? Don't get excited because it's not going to be much. Th- well, yes, it is. I guess that's Thursday. We're going to the movies. Yeah, it's go. Thursday. We're going to go to the movies. I'm talking between like Friday night like and Sunday. The like an actual weekend, weekend. proper. Yes. Okay. Got it. And plus, Thursday is a plan that I started and made, so it doesn't count as a plan. And it's date night, so a plan or a plan to not have a plan has to be made. Yep. All right. Okay. So... Hit us with tonight. What are we doing here? Tonight's topic. 
Uh, actually stemmed because I was watching TikTok and this amazingly hilarious woman that I follow, she created a TikTok who, that... Who is it? On TikTok, her name is Big Mama 947 <laughs> On Instagram, her name's uh, Kelly, Kelly Pearson. <laughs> and I'm obsessed Kelly, with her. Kelly Pearson already taken on TikTok? Kelly Pearson... I don't know. I mean, maybe uh, she wanted to be, she wanted to blend in more on TikTok and not have her name out there. I'm obsessed with her. She's hilarious. She's amazing. She does gardening and farming and art and olding, and she's so cute. And so the TikTok that I came across, and there's been a handful of the content that she's produced that like... I just go back and rewatch it and rewatch it and rewatch it um, because it's so perfect. But this one was about specifically after she prefaces, like she's not a big fan of gender norms, gender roles, all of those kind of things. And what, you know, she, she did want to point out is like in her experience, particularly I believe in um, her working world relationship not necessarily her personal relationship and also at home um women are taught to take responsibility for things and to anticipate the needs of others that they are surrounded by where uh, and this is something that is like indoctrinated into young girls and women growing up Whereas that same lesson is not passed on to young men. Mm. Um, and that doesn't, of course, like that, of course, doesn't mean that, like, they can't be taught. <laughs> but wow, Aladdin reference. Um, that, uh, you know, it, I would say that a lot of the men that I know, they are good at anticipating they can be good at anticipating the needs of like the people that they love the most, their children, their spouse, their, you know, immediate family, whatever. But generally speaking, they do not anticipate needs. And they certainly don't do this in the work environment. Like they they do not step into that role of like anticipating people's needs that the further they are out in their social hmm. circle. Um and one example that she gives is like, I know when we need milk. Mm. I know when we need milk and I don't drink milk. <laughs> I do not drink milk. Um, and yet I'm very aware of the mm. people, other people in the house, their milk consumption, when milk needs to be purchased, how often we purchase milk and, um, and have kind of like my finger on the pulse around that stuff. Yeah. So that's the topic okay. is, right. you know, gender norms uh, and typical it kind of learned socialized behavior around anticipating needs and taking responsibility. Uh, sometimes anticipating needs. I'm like, oh, now here's the thing you bring you you. The example is needing milk. Mm -hmm. Now. If. The relationship is she is in is anything like ours. Yeah, one person does predominantly 
gets the milk, so to speak. Sure. So, like, I would say I get things, let's say, let's use the store, for example. I get things from the store that you're going to need. Like, I know when you're almost out of creamer. Right. Or coffee. Or coffee. Dog food. But, I mean, I'm going to stay with creamer or something that only you use because in this example, she doesn't drink the milk. So, it's something that's not in her immediate awareness because she doesn't use it. It's something else someone else uses. But, like, I... You do use it, though. Your creamer? Yeah, because you make me my coffee in the morning. So that's why you're aware of it. Right. That that which is why I'm saying it doesn't necessarily go in anticipating needs. If it's like I am this is in my day to day experience. I, I touch it every day. Right. So like I know for a fact how much there is. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Does that make sense? Because it's something else yeah. where like, oh, I know you're gonna be needing this thing soon, I think. And then anticipate like anticipating means like almost like estimating or guessing when you might have this need. Not like I know for a fact there is zero creamer because I used it all today. So like I, it's not anticipating a need. Right. That's it's to- like fulfilling it totally an order. Different. <laughs> yeah. So you wouldn't actually be anticipating the need mm. then about the creamer because you are the one that pours the creamer 80% of the time because mm. you're making my coffee. Like it would, a better kind of example would be if like you just knew that I was at a body wash. Oh my God. I was just thinking body wash. Were you just thinking body I wash? I swear to God I was. Right, right. I'm like what's something we run out of that need. Yep. But I don't But we have use. separate body washes. Right. <laughs> so, we have separate body wash needs. We have separate body washes and you probably don't just like check and. Well, yours is strong enough for a man, but pH balance for a woman. <laughs> It's not secret deodorant. Is that what it was? I couldn't think of it. Uh-huh. I know what that I know what that jingle is or slogan. Jingle. <laughs> Did they have a jingle? I don't know. I think it was just the slogan. I don't know. Um Remember the the razors? Is it Menon? By Menon. I definitely remember that. <laughs> I definitely remember that. All right, off topic. Okay. <clears throat> and so kind of on the thread of anticipating needs, not anticipating needs, you know. We have had discussions, asterisk, not serious, not intense, not arguments, around how there will be times where, like, I want Matt to read my mind. (laughs) I'm like, but you need to just know that at, like... 8.30 8.30 at night, I'm going to decide I want ice cream. It's an, it's unreasonable. It doesn't make any sense. And at this stage in the game, like anticipate that without me having to ask, say what I want, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it drives him fucking crazy because he's like, no, we are going to communicate our needs. We're going to ask for what we would like. We're going to use words. And, and I'm like, no, there are some things that you just have to know that I need and want. And when I when I watched this TikTok, I was like, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's, and I'm not talking about 100% of the time, and I'm not talking about mind reading. And there is a level of anticipating somebody's needs that you are in relationship with, that you care about. Um, and in my socialized, learned behavior, it's your, you know, it's kind of like expected that you will anticipate anybody's needs that has come over to your house. 
anticipating do you need water would you like something to drink here's a glass of water can i make you some tea are you hungry like just kind of anticipating what somebody might need before they actually have to ask for it okay couple things <laughs> one is to give credit to what you were saying about yeah for sweet baby jesus can you just tell me with your words from your face to my ears what you want right because but then you, also, do the, wait, hold on. you do the noah impression you have to do it no i'm not doing it oh. um I would like that you would anticipate the hours of the ice cream store because you often ask within 20 minutes of closing when it's 10 minutes away. It's very true. Or 30 minutes before they close when it's 25 minutes away. 100% true. Yeah. It's always at 8, it's like 8.30, 8.35. Let's get ice cream. Like, we will not make it. <laughs> We're not going to make it. I, we had this conversation last week. Same hours. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing I'm thinking of is that if I anticipate, if one would anticipate a need and that need wasn't needed, is it still like, oh, thank you for thinking of, like, you know what I mean? It's like, here is a, a need. I anticipated your need for Thai food. You don't want to look at Thai food. You don't want that. You're not hungry. Is it the same? Is it the same? Like, I totally anticipated a need, but I was wrong, but I was off the mark. I don't know. I think like... When somebody goes and gets you food. I've come home with cupcakes and you've been like, nah. Well, were they flavor, like raspberry oh. cupcakes? Because those are gross. Wow. <laughs> Man, I have to sharpen my anticipatory needs. <clears throat> Razor? That's a bad example. I think Focus. That, I think that there's still the, you anticipated the need of dinner if you were to bring home Thai food. And... You know, like someone anticipating a need for dinner. Yes, we need to eat. Here's what I chose. And I went and did it. Like, I don't know. Personally, even if I was like, ah, oh, I was really hoping tacos because I always want tacos. Um, I wouldn't be like, oh, what a bummer. You didn't anticipate my taco needs. I'd be like, yay, Thai food. Um, you know, with this. I mean, if you came home with like. I, honey, I anticipated your needs and I brought home cheeseburgers. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah, but if I'm using ice cream, that's not a need. That's like, a, I feel like it. That's a pure want. That's anticipating Okay, but we're not going to semantically pick apart. I think there's a difference though. I think like the milk creamer example, I would classify that as quote need because it may be used on a daily basis and it's something, a body wash. Use it every day. <laughs> Where like the ice cream we don't. So... That's not on the radar. I think that's I think there's two sets of things to anticipate. God, this is already too complicated. Hate it. Hate it. Just think it with your brain and say it with your mouth. And say it with your at chest? Me. No, say it with your words. That's even worse. And it's more analyzing or anticipating or figuring out what I have to do. <laughs> I hate doing. I think that it's a bigger topic than kind of, I mean, like the example, yes, that she gave was the milk scenario i think that was a great example because she didn't use it doesn't use it right that's, and that's like a very... purely selfless i know the people i live with mm -hmm. need it um they might not know it's running out but i do so i will again it's not anticipating because she knows but whatever um but i think part of the factor is you're doing it purely for someone else not as something that's also part of your 
right. routine, so to speak. Exactly. Yes. And it's still a like smaller kind of example of a greater expectation that culturally we put upon women more than we do men. And I'm going to give you a work example. Okay. Let's come back to this because I have a question about that. Like, I'm not arguing that the need is greater on women than men. The responsibility, you mean? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. No, I had a thought. It's gone. Sorry, go ahead. So here's my work example. Working in a high school, mm. okay, um, you learn a lot of things about human dynamics working in a high school. We've talked about this before. And something that culturally exists within many public school buildings, I can only speak to the ones that I've worked in, is um, on a level of, yes, you have worked all day in the classroom, and we need a chaperone for the dance on Friday night, okay? If a female employee, first of all, there would almost be an expectation that a female employee would recognize that chaperones were going to be needed. And that if you're really a part of the team, that if you're really like involved and engaged in that kind of a teacher, that you would anticipate this need. There's obviously an event coming up and don't make me send an email asking for volunteers, just volunteer. Hmm. Whereas many men in that same building, having not been socialized or indoctrinated to anticipate need or take responsibility for unpaid labor, um, they will not volunteer ahead of time. And when that email comes around, it's going to be like, no, probably not, without one iota of guilt. And also without the social backlash of, oh, you know, that person never pitches in when we need things done, blah, blah, blah. And I witnessed this time and time and time again working in a school Hmm. building. It was like, well, she didn't volunteer. She didn't show up and do this thing. And it's like, neither did the entire science department. And Hmm. nobody is complaining about them. Nobody was ever mad at any of them for not showing up and doing X, Y, and Z as far as volunteering. And look at it. Like, we could probably run down the roster. And I'm not talking about sports because sports are paid. Okay. I'm talking about extracurricular things that are most of the time unpaid labor and volunteer positions that you are expected to give your free time over to do when you work in a school building, Mm. predominantly led by women. Really? Yep. Hmm. Yep. 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 Well, I can't really counter with my experience as a man being like, not saying you're wrong. I'm saying, or saying like, I could think of other examples where like, I have been asked or witnessed a similar request. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, I was asked to chaperone a dance mm-hmm. like the first year I was a teacher. Okay. I was, I was like, no. <laughs> no, I actually was not going to be around that weekend. And uh-huh. I wasn't even lying. I was going to be some, I was not, <laughs> I was not, I was going to go visit my parents. So mm-hmm. this wasn't even a 
bad lie. You weren't even getting out of it. Yep, it was an absolute truth. Um, and are you saying you think that, like, those in charge would ask women more than men because of their subconscious need to anticipate needs? Or, like... That, and I think that there's a socialized... I, I mean, you know, that what is that old adage like um if you want something done ask the busiest person <laughs> right yeah and so it's like who do you go to to be in charge of snacks at the freaking training weekend week that has to happen you know you go to the people that are already chairing a department already volunteering for a certain club like they're the people that will handle it because they will say yes to things. They've already proven themselves responsible. They <laughs> have already proven that they are not really good at saying no. Um, and they have some kind of internal intrinsic lesson that they learned that this is how you show up. This is how you show up at work. This is how you show up in community with people is you pitch in, you pitch in, you pitch in. And that that yes comes much more easily than a no would because a no would be laced with guilt. Like, what does this mean? Are people going to like be angry with me for not volunteering to do this? I thing? know. Isn't it bad where like, I can think of instances where I've been asked to do something and the answer was no. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad about it. You know, I felt kind of guilty, but the other option is like doing something that requires a whole ton of energy when I didn't really have an energy surplus. Right. And teachers don't, if we're using the school teachers example. Teachers do like, not. Yeah. Many people don't. Right. Weird. Yeah. So it's like, I think that it's part of a bigger just cultural awareness of, you know, who do we ask for more, particularly when it is in the unpaid labor department. It is in mental labor. It is in... You know, like I can't, I'm, I can't even count how many times I've been in a meeting or in a, a brainstorming like scenario. And one of my coworkers who, you know, happened to be male would say, Remember this for me. <laughs> Remember this for me. Remind me to do this. And I'm like, Why am I reminding you to do this? Mm. What, like, how come my brain can hold it and your brain doesn't have to mm. and not, you know, and, it's and true. immediately, like, when there is a response, other than totally, I'll remind you to do this. Sure, I'll remind you. Like, when there's a different type of response of like, nope, that's not actually my mental labor to hold mm. on to. It's kind of like, oh, well, you're not, you're not mm. part of the team. Oh, I could see that. Totally. You know? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I could also know I've said that to you. Like, please remind me to do this. And I mean, I say that to you too. I think like that, that example is different in mm. partnership because we both will say that back and forth to each other. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, like kind of two heads are better than one. Like one of us is going to remember this right. if we both talk about it out and loud. I, I was just thinking that if your equals or teammates, that's one thing. But then there's also maybe implied, you know, hierarchy within right. that. But definitely if a superior said that to a subordinate where it's like, oh, remember, remind me to do that. And just like, nope, that's not, my job is not to remember shit for you. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we get here from anticipating needs in relationship? You should. Do you well, want, because it hey, isn't do you want just. To, do you want to circle back? Oh, I hate that phrase so much. <laughs> I get so excited circle to use it. Circle back. You know, my hot take, if I had one for the week, would be I do not like bro office speak. You don't like synergy? Synergy, circle back, um, put a pin in it. Um, I just can't. I'm like, what? what? Where did these words come from? When did we start using them? And is it supposed to make things sound cooler or more fun? Because you know what circle back means? Let's have that conversation that we already had again and still not come to a conclusion. It's true. As if delaying <laughs> the conversation will produce solutions. Will produce solutions. And it's often just a, it's a holding pattern. Let's circle back. Let's, maybe, let's just have a swirly Jeremy Bear Me conversation. Maybe some answers will float to the top of my head by the time... <laughs> I'll think of that while you run this part of the meeting. Go right ahead. Yeah. And it's not fair because, you know, a couple of jobs ago, um, there was a supervisor who just used every single, like, bro speak, corporate jargon in the book. It was like... there were there weren't even actual real conversations being had because it was just like one buzz phrase after another and I just like my brain stopped working. I'm thinking of anything Schmidt from New Girl would say in the <laughs> office. Yes. He had a lot of stuff like that. He did. Yeah. He did. It's nonsense. So it's cute when he does it. Can though. I weigh in on anticipating needs? Absolutely. It's exhausting. I'm hear you. I it absolutely is exhausting. It's Exhausting. Is it as exhausting as saying what you need explicitly with words? POI. POI. Have we done POI? Oh, I don't know. POI means point point of inquiry. inquiry. It just means when you're asking someone a question that sounds like it could be a really sarcastic or charged or charged question. Yeah. You say that just to say, no, nope, this is actually just a question I need an answer to. And it's not... It's not accusatory. Meant, it's not meant to have any weight other than I don't know the answer to this question. So POI Correct. to what I just asked. Um, I don't think so. I don't think that asking is more exhausting than anticipating. Anticipating people's needs is really taxing and energy draining so what i'm hearing is that i'm winning this conversation right now okay that's a very <laughs> one response to what i just said <laughs> i don't think that at all i'm just kidding um i think that from my per- so i'm just going to speak like from my own experience like growing up learning to anticipate people's needs learning to kind of step into that caregiver, mothering, um, you know, uh, what is the, there's another word, but it's escaping my brain right now. Um, learning to step into that and then who you choose to care for in that way of anticipating their needs. It had a level of, I do this because I actually care about you and because I love you and I do want you to be comfortable and I do want you to feel cared for and seen 
and known, you know, like I, I want you to have the experience that like when, you know, when we were, when we were dating, for example, like I could get up in the morning and I could make you breakfast and I knew what, how you liked your eggs. I knew that you were going to be hungry. I was happy to like, it's a love language. It's an, like, it's an act of service when mm. it is intentional, when it is a uh, choice and not expected. And when it's in that category, it's less exhausting. And I think that anticipating needs as somebody who has done that for so long for so many people, um, when it is done for me, it feels very like, oh, wow, like I'm being cared for. I'm being cared. And it's really honestly hard for me to ask for things. Not necessarily because I think that the answer is going to be like, no. When the hell do you hear no around I know. here? Never, never, you never. Don't. Never. Because we have three dogs and two chickens <laughs> and 10 puppies. But we don't have goats. We don't have goats yet. And I'm, I'd be like shocked. We went to the Renaissance Fair this weekend, and there was just a goat hanging oh, out my God. next to a shop. And it was this. Then the conversation of why don't we have goats? Sir I'm like, Jack. I don't know why. I, we the can goat. have goats whenever we have goats. It's never a no. It's a how do we do this? I don't know how to do this. I'm not leading the goat charge. It's basically <laughs> never, what I'm saying. It's never but a no. It's never a no. It's more of um, not wanting to be a burden. Not wanting to ask for too much. Not wanting to, you know, like, it's a completely different experience. And you're asking for goats. Why are you afraid of asking for too much? It's, uh, it's <laughs> so like, here's an example. It's a different experience, like, for me. So I, I'm curious for you, mm. all right? Is it the same for you? If... You're sitting at the table, you know, we're hanging out with friends, family, whatever. And I come up behind you because I know that you have been driving all day. And I just start rubbing your shoulders, rubbing your arms, rubbing your neck, like leaning on you, like not prompted, mm -hmm. not requested. I just anticipated mm. that your head, neck and shoulders are probably tense because mm. you were in the car all day. D is that experience different then if you were like, honey, rub my shoulders, like my shoulders and neck hurt so bad. Or is it the same? It's exactly the same. See, it is not the same for me. It's exactly the same. Like if you came up and just <laughs> hand on my back of my neck, then on my traps, I'm like, oh, that's very sweet. Thank you. And if I said, honey, my back is stiff from driving. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Literally, as you're telling me, as you're asking me this question. Am I have to stifle laughter because it's bad? It's it's pretty much exactly the same. Honestly, you know what it comes down to. I think if it were food related, <laughs> like if you walked in here tomorrow mm -hmm. with a pumpkin roll, I know. I didn't ask. I know. I would be. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I'd be like, whoa. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, even... But here's the thing, though. If I said, honey, could you pick up a pumpkin roll and you came in, I would be just as excited. It, so it would be the same experience. Yeah, same experience. Whether you ask for it or it is anticipated. Mm -hmm. Cool. Good to know. Not the same for me. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's not... Sweet. I think I love playing this eternal guessing game. It should be fun and relaxing for me. It's not, it's not the same at all. Like, when we're sitting side by side playing board games... 
And and I'm like, oh, honey, rub my shoulders, rub my shoulders. Like, it, it's wonderful. You will rub my shoulders. It feels good. All of that. When we're sitting side by side and you just start rubbing my back and my skin or like, you know, when we play like coffee morning games and you're like, just put your hand up the back of my shirt. Like, I am just like, what is happening? This is unexpected and very exciting. Well, don't get used to it. <laughs> Clearly. I'm not saying this is a vindictive thing. I'm just saying as my memory is very short. I And I, I'm trying to, you know, suss out like other differences in that way of like, what is it about anticipating people's needs that we've been socialized? Most, most of the people that I know that do this do happen to be women um, or very feminine identifying. Uh, they anticipate people's needs. And yet it sounds like that's meant that's more mental labor we don't need to do. Totally. See, I, here's an analogy that just came to me. The reason why I feel like I am not great or it takes almost exhaustive mental labor to anticipate needs on a regular basis. It just I think there's a difference. Like if if what men and I'm gonna use you and I as an example. Sure. Men and women can hold on their plate, mm-hmm. right? I think men have a plate the size of their meal. Mm-hmm. It's just a dinner plate. Yeah, sure. This is what I can handle. <laughs> this is all I can... Uh-huh. Mentally, this is what I can handle. If something has to get done on the dessert cart, it's going to have to wait. Yep. I think a woman oh. can hold like a tray mm. that is held up like on the shoulder and why got, is that? You got eight or nine entrees on there. I yep. think that I think you can. You are more capable of doing that. I don't know why. So, oh, I can try to hold that big ass entree, that big at table. Yep. The player, uh, the whole thing that the can whole the tray. tray that brings it, everybody their it's plates. Nope. I'm gonna make twelve trips before I carry that one thing over with all those things on it. So this is very interesting thing to think about because. On one hand, we can chalk it up to socialization. And again, what we expect, like sometimes it's called um, uh, oldest daughter syndrome. Oldest daughter syndrome is like... (laughs) I just saw a tweet that said, I'm the oldest daughter of my family, so I'm the project manager. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's It's like... Mom probably was like, I cannot do all of this. You are going to be the helper, right? Um, And for whatever reason, socially, we do not have that same expectation for the oldest son. Um, And yet the other side to this, if we want to go to like straight up biology, chemicals, hormones, um. It makes me think of that Big Bang Theory episode. Mm. Remember after Bernadette had the baby and Amy, who's a brain, who's a neuroscientist, um, was like, your brain is capable of holding so many Mm. more things now that you've had this baby. Mm. Your brain does, and she just like kind of listed chemically, um, just being able to understand, learn a new concept, take a new thing on, like rapidly adapt or even to a scenario. Be more naturally intuitive to naturally the baby, intuitive, which you would think would carry over to other relationships. Naturally as well. empathic to other people, like 
you know, I've witnessed this with, with friends that I've had through the years because I had children so young and I'm like, how are you not a little bit more empathetic (laughs) than you are? And then sure enough, they had babies and it was like, empathy got turned on like way up. I wouldn't say turned on. It was not like they didn't have empathy, but it got cranked up. Right. It was like psychopaths. Yeah. No. Um, So it's like, could it be one of those things? Could it be a combination of those things? Sure. And just because somebody is capable doesn't mean that that is equitable and fair. So, you know, like my magic wand would be like, all right, can we just practice once in a while? Not, and I mean, we like the royal we, cultural we, practice once in a while of like, if we would not expect this thing from ourselves mm. to not expect other people to do it sure. and hold it and carry it. um, Because, it, you know, it, it's, uh, it takes a lot of deconditioning to come out of that. Like, Here's a, here's a hilarious example. And this is not like I I beat myself up about this. Is this or something like, I did today? Can't sleep. No. Okay. No, not at all. I don't even think it was you, actually. Oh, nice. Someone at one point was like, we are out of ketchup. How did we run out? How do people run out of ketchup? How, how does this happen? How do we not have ketchup? And I'm like, ketchup is the most fucking disgusting thing on the planet. I don't care about ketchup. I don't eat ketchup. I don't like it. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to wash dishes that are covered in it. I'm so over ketchup. So if we never have ketchup again in this house, I will be happy. And that is a need that I am no longer anticipating as people's ketchup needs in this house. (laughs) For the rest of the day after we didn't have ketchup, I felt so bad that we didn't have ketchup. I was like, I can't believe we had cheeseburgers and hot dogs on the grill without having ketchup. Everybody's dinner was ruined. Ridiculous. Takes so much unlearning. Yeah. So I think a good exercise would be for me to try to anticipate your ice cream needs. You need to anticipate my condiments needs. Okay. That's, that's, that would be an equal exchange. Yeah. Equal exchange. You can anticipate my dessert needs. Mm -hmm. I will anticipate your condiment needs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good luck. (laughs) I think that sometimes I get really inspired by your condiment needs, though. So, just now. Here's the thing: it's this. I think it is actual anticipation of needs, not. Oh, hey! I remembered. I'm on condiment needs duty. <laughs> so let me pick out something crazy you might like. Like taking a risk and getting something wild, I think is different than anticipating needs. Maybe. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I can take this wild shot in the dark. Or I can make I can I can know you enough to know what to pick. Yeah. And it would definitely be that I I know you enough to know what to pick. I mean, I don't think you could throw a condiment in front of me. I I'm going to take that one step further. Enjoy. And I'm say, I know what would be the appropriate condiment to eat with this meal. <laughs> and if I do not come home with an appropriate condiment, some rogue condiment is going to come out of the refrigerator and drive me insane. So we're about to have, if anyone's seen City Slickers, <laughs> you know that scene where the two ice cream guys are just like talking about what flavor would go with whatever mm-hmm, they're eating. Mm-hmm. And Billy Crystal's like, what are you doing? He's like, this guy can match any ice cream with any entree. Mm-hmm. Try me. 
And they right. have a little yeah. like funny little standoff. Yep. Yeah. So if I named an item. Yes. And you had to pick one condiment. I could probably do it. You could probably do it. You know, Trader Joe's does such a wonderful job at making this very accessible because I've had this experience in Trader Joe's shopping for rando things, you know, and in the freezer section, they have like um, pot stickers. Like, oh, yeah. You know, Um, and for a while we were getting them and Mm -hmm. like they're good and they're just like, there's nothing to write home about. It's just a very basic pot sticker. And right above the pot stickers on the shelf above that part of the freezer is like goyoza sauce or something. It's like the perfect condiment to go with the pot stickers right there, right in front of it, lined up. I don't have to think and go to like another aisle. I can be like, my husband is going to need a condiment with these dry dumplings. So for the first couple of weeks, we can do like a spring training where we do it only at Trader Joe's. But sometimes you're going to get called up to the bigs and have to go to Wegmans and you just go to, to the so it's the sauce aisle. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're going to get like, there's so many different sauces. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think like, it's also, you know, one of the culinary adventures that you do go on um as far as like learning how to cook something from scratch or make something from scratch you know like you're not like oh geez you know what i'd like to figure out how to do is make pasta from you know nothing (laughs) uh you, you don't you don't have any interest in that once in a while you'll like hit up some mostly grilling recipes yeah that will come out because creating a sauce happens and if you can create a condiment, you are on it. You're like, I'm going to go get all the ingredients for, was it, remoulade sauce? Yeah, Re- kick-ass remoulade sauce. Like, I don't think I've seen you ever make a lasagna, but you can make remoulade sauce that is better than Maxi's Supper Club. Do you remember what I made the remoulade sauce for? Fried green tomatoes. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm. Well... I will eat fried green tomatoes without a condiment. You will not. No. I, I mean, I will. I and, won't enjoy it as much. And I do believe that this was a conversation of you took a condiment out and I was like, what's happening right now? What are you doing? I just made homemade fried green tomatoes, tomatoes from our garden. This is like first batch, early summer. What are you doing? And you were like, well, what condiment goes with fried green tomatoes? And I'm like, remoulade sauce. <laughs> I don't want to taste the thing I'm eating. I'm going to drown it in some delicious I'm put some sauce. sauce on it. Good Lord. So, so here's, a, here's a test right now. Uh-huh. This is a first. If, <laughs> if I could have one condiment for fish and chips, what would it be? One yep. tartar sauce. Close. You're very close. You would choose vinegar over tartar sauce? Nope. <gasps> oh, my, my. Do you know what it is? Are you going to say gravy? Yes, I am. Oh, yes, I am. That doesn't exist any place other than that ridiculous fish and chip st- shop in Bennington, Vermont. Watch your mouth. That was trying to be like Little Britain. That was what it's called. Okay, well, when we are in the UK in a little over a year, 
we're going to find a fish and chip shop. And if they do not serve gravy, I'm mm. calling bullshit on Little Britain. Now, what if they do? And you're then you win. I mean, that's almost fine and enough. I would want more. If this was a family <laughs> feud and they were like, what condiment goes on fish and chips? Oh. Gravy wouldn't even make it on there. Is this anticipate a hundred random people's needs? <laughs> or is this anticipate my one person's need? That's a pretty hard need to anticipate, though, because... That's the point I'm trying to make! Fish and chips places around here don't have gravy. They don't. And every time we get them, I say, God damn, I wish I had gravy. So gravy was the best. You would like... You would like me to go get some of that. Anticipating your needs is so hard. Nasty, hard Heinz gravy that, by the way, he has made before and then hidden the jar in the bottom of the recycling. (laughs) It was when you went to Italy after Thanksgiving. No way. Is that it? No. It was oh, some, then I hit it way better than I thought I did. Never mind. It was mind. some Erase. random time that wasn't appropriate for mashed potatoes, gravy, and stuffing. I think and I you, just... Oh, because some you made mashed potatoes for something. Uh-huh. A lot of it. Like, like you, know what, you know what goes well with mashed potatoes <laughs> is stuffing and gravy. <laughs> so It, it was, was probably like June. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to pick up two things, and I had stuffing gravy so and gross. mashed potatoes. Oh my god! So, so you would like me to go and purchase a jar of Heinz gravy for the next time we go get fish and chips? You don't have to do that. If I asked for it explicitly, then I would be grateful. Hmm. And if I anticipated it and got it, you wouldn't be more grateful. No, I would be the same amount of grateful. So you know. You're gonna have to Does ask. that just feel awful to you when I know? And I'm like, what if I rubbed your back and you didn't ask for it? Or what if I did it and you did ask for no, it? No, it's a little bit of a relief. It would be the same. Beep, bop, boop. It's a little bit of a relief. <laughs> I am a robot. It's a relief. Because I'm like, oh, you know, a whole lot just got taken off of that serving platter. The, you know, wait staff brings mm. out with everybody's food on it. I got to just take a couple of plates right off that. Leave it on the shelf. What do you think about sliding some of that gratitude my way and doing the exact same thing? No? Yeah, I don't think so. And in all truthfulness, not only do you anticipate a hefty majority of my needs at this stage in our relationship, you also only anticipate my needs. Oh, I... What? Like, you don't anticipate other people's needs. I hate doing it. Right. For one person. Right. So, in in an interesting way, I kind of feel like extra special. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, he only does this for me. Yep. He only does this for me. This is, you You know, like. see this thing he hates to do? He'll do it for one person. (laughs) doesn't even want to do it for her. Hate is a very strong word, Matthew O'Neill. It's, okay, now here's where this, uh, I don't say animosity, but every time I go to the store, right, or most times, I take out my phone and say, okay, what do we need? Mm-hmm. And I start making a list. Mm-hmm. And at the, at the beginning of all this, you looked at me like, 
You stupid, stupid, stupid man. That's not how you shop. I go in there, I'm moved by the goddess, and I pick up what we need. There's no list, you Philistine. Gotta write things down. You don't know what we need off the top of your head? Borderline useless. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've grown, and I've... Um, Let's just be very clear that that was never my energy, ever. Okay. I probably... It was just like, list? What do we need a list for? Yeah. We need the same thing all the time. But here's the thing. At that point, it's like, I'm not only doing this for me. It's not, I'm going to the store for me. If I forget something, who cares? It's just me. Mm-hmm. And this kind of is an extension of this whole thing where, like, I don't want to forget something that someone wants or needs. And because that will not make me feel good. Because you put a lot of pressure on yourself. Yeah. Yes. Where I just, I mean, I want someone, anyone, have what they need, have what they want, be happy, be comfortable. And I don't want to trust my memory with any of that. Mm-hmm. I know myself. And it's not because I don't think I'm like unintelligent. It's just like there's, I just, I know I can't hold it all in my brain. Right. So I try to like eliminate any chance of screw up. And, you know, like we, we were actually just talking about this today. I have only ever lived (laughs) with my children and my significant other. I've never lived with anybody that I haven't been the next level connected to and mm. responsible for. So I know that I can go, I could do a grocery shop and I'm not going to like a hundred percent nail it, but I can come back with generally speaking meals that every single one of the children and you would like to have extra things that you'll be excited about and surprises. Because that, like, it's just been done so many times at this point. Now, am I going to forget something or many things? Definitely. 100% going to forget shit. And I don't care. (laughs) I'm like, oops, forgot something. I'll get it tomorrow or another day. Like, I don't care that I forgot. um, Because I'm like, I know that I can't hold it all. And for some reason, like... Uh, making a list, I go into a, particularly about food or groceries, I go into like a little bit of like, my brain stops functioning. I'm like, I don't even know what we get. (laughs) But then I'm there and I'm like, oh yeah, duh. Mm. You know, like I was, I, uh, thanks to the pandemic, we now get to do fun things like shop online and go pick up our order, which is what happened yesterday. And I totally forgot guacamole Mm. sour cream i wouldn't forget those things if i was walking up and down aisles true you know yeah so there's something about like being in the moment of being in the grocery store i'm like ooh, this ooh, this however i spend way less money when i forget shit because i'm shopping online (laughs) that's true so like as far as continuing to anticipate needs Mm. I am not going to make any promises. Okay. Can we just, maybe we set the bar there. We set it really low. I mean, that's been the bar. <laughs> My bar for you has been so low. Stop. You have no idea. Oh, friends listening, can you just hear the oneness? <laughs> I would like some, uh, you know, comments on our social media or something. If you two are in a relationship with the one who you say one thing and they hear the most negative version of that thing internally in their brains. Uh, 
Yeah, that happens often. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to apologize because it's going to keep happening. Well, or there could be growth. That's also true. That's also true. <laughs> and I will do a better job not anticipating your needs. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. You can't, there's no, like, nature hates a vacuum, so you can't just stop anticipating needs. You need to you need to replace it with something, like asking direct questions. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we do, like, a Freaky Friday kind of thing for this week? And, like, I will, out. I will try to anticipate every single one of your needs, uh-huh. and you <laughs> ask me a quite literal question about mm-hmm. every need you think I may or may not need in a given time period you know that i'm gonna also make this wildly inappropriate right i you know what (laughs) like sorry i just saw henry walk into the room behind you and i saw him walk out of the room where our bedroom is and those rooms don't connect so it's either a glitch in the matrix it's the second glitch in the matrix today this is so weird (laughs) sorry maybe i'll take that out it was just so bizarre i would love it if you, I mean, to the point where it's just going to be ridiculous. I love it. Let's try it out. Yeah. We'll report back. Yeah. I like that. Oh, so I have to start anticipating. Mm-hmm. And I have to start asking. I don't even know where to begin right now. <laughs> Coily, help me. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Coily. Yeah. Well, wish me luck, everyone. Thanks for listening, friends. Yeah. And let us know, like... What's your experience with anticipating needs, needing direct communication? Anticipate v ask. In court case of the century. Anticipate v ask. So this is Matt. This is Jeannie. Thanks, everyone. 